All right. Welcome to episode two of The Big Ticket Life, where my guests are doing life and business on their terms. They break the rules. They see the opportunities. They've had the struggles. They've had highs and lows, and yet have always remained focused on the goal. A life in business led by themselves, on their terms, their way, unapologetically focused on their success and the success of those around them. We celebrate success because we live the big ticket life. Today, I'm so happy to bring you a special guest because without his talents, without his insights, uh, it's possible that some of you listening and watching may never actually be able to do life and business on your terms because of what holds you back. So with that said, I'm excited to introduce you to the one, the only, the mind ninja, Mr. Easy Button Mindset himself, Mr. Wiley MacArthur. Howdy, howdy, Jeff. Hey, man. Great to have you on the show. So let's, uh, let's jump right in here. So why is the easy button mindset needed? I've learned through life that uh, I, I was taught that you have to do things hard. You had to work hard. You had to do all that. And that wasn't my authentic self. Because when I was in my authentic flow, when I was doing things the way that was easier and it was just fun, um, I realized that, wait a minute, I was self-sabotaging because I'd have to make things hard so that I could live that you have to work hard for money belief structure. And it's not about working hard. It's about providing enough value to warrant the success. So I uh, had studied uh, Tony Robbins. And uh, one of his big things is uh, neurolinguistics programming, NLP. And what that is, it's the study of excellence and how to replicate it. So I learned that I don't have to go through the struggles as long as I get the learnings that those who went through the struggles got so that I could then move forward. And that's kind of the easy button. It's, it's taking other people who have written down their struggles to apply it to my life and skip, kind of skip to the end instead of going through all of the trials and that and get the learnings that are at the end to make it to where I don't have to go through all of that. And it's kind of like hacking the system to go, oh, okay, so the end result is this. Okay, so this is what I want. Okay, how do I get that? I do this, this, and this. This is the mindset. This is the belief structure. This is the thing. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, wait a minute. That was easy. <laughs> ah, I love we're going to be using that easy button a few few more times, I think, throughout this episode. Yeah. You know, you, you touched on something uh, it, as you were sharing uh, what the easy button mindset's all about, about being authentic. Um, let's talk about that a little more because I think there's a real perception for a lot of business owners and business leaders out there where there's a mold they got to fit into. One of those molds you touched on is like doing the hard work, right? Like if you're not cutting down to bone each day, you're not quote unquote succeeding, winning, doing it the right way, right? So there's really two things to touch on there. The authenticity in yourself and, you know, fitting into the, like breaking those molds, so to say, that, it, that a lot of business owners, business leaders seem to feel they got to fit into. Let's talk about that for a little bit. First thing is that I break the mold in is I don't believe I have any competition. And the reason why I say that is no one is me. 
I'm going to have people who come to me for me, my personality, my belief structure. Now, there could be a thousand coaches who all do the same thing I do, but they don't do it the same way. Right. And the cool thing about the way life works and business works is you're going to find people who are attracted to the way you do things. And then there are going to be people attracted to the way other people do things. And that's okay. My ideal client is not everyone. I believe in the 80-20 rule where 80% of my, well, most people do 80% of their people that they work with, give them 20% of their results and 20% of the people give them 80% of their results. Well, what if I focused on those 20% of people who give me 80% of their results and spent all my time with them? Those are my authentic ideal clients, the ones who buy into my energy, my belief structure, and who are really meant to really succeed under what I do. Yep. And I'm not for everyone, and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really, what you're talking about, as I hear it, is... When you say there's no competition, there's a thousand other coaches out there, um, and this is really true for anybody listening, there's thousands of other business options out there uh, in whatever you're doing, whether that's roofing, insurance sales, you know, uh, cosmetology, you know, you name it. It doesn't matter. There's, there's always competition. Um, but really what I think you're saying is you choose to live life with an abundance mindset and the mindset that you're unique and you're going to attract the people you want to. Because when you start to think, well, I've got to be the leader, I've got to have it all, that's really not abundant thinking at all, is it? I don't think it is. No. it's See, the more niche you get, the more your ideal clients stand out. The more you shine your light, the ones who are attracted to that light are, are show up. And it's kind of amazing I mean, there are some people that I really look up to, the um, Brian Stumans, the Sammy Knights, the Sean Whalens, who they shine their light so bright. It's like you're either going to get blinded or you're going to yeah, follow it or not. And it's cool by realizing that my light is mine and those who choose to follow what I am giving out and sharing are the ones who are going to take the most advantage and do the work and, and, and rock it. I don't need to force anyone. I don't work on not a problem. There are so many coaches out there that'll say, well, you've got this problem. Well, if it's not there, not a problem, it's not a problem. I like to think of myself as the Phil Jackson to your Michael Jordan. It's a whole different concept of do it my way, and that's the only way that works. It's like, no, let's find your way. Highlight that so that you can be your most magnificent because there's so many different ways of coaching, and mine is finding your strengths so that you can then shine your light and get your most successful so you can be truly happy. If you can be in your flow state an extra 20% of the time, that state where all the lights turn green, where everything is going the way it needs to go, how much better is that? Then I have to do it this way and I have to think about it. And I have to do be you and just enjoy that flow because that's where the true success is. When We're most successful when we are in our zone, in our zen, and just performing at the, the, the peak, letting the unconscious come in and say, okay, this is how we're going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I call for me, flow state for me is what I call, um, like I do get the best out of it. What I call like just puttering around time. So when I've got 
a big project, when I've got a big question, a big problem in front of me, I don't try to go bowl my way through it, right? I put I put these little projects in front of me. Like one of them after we're done with our episode today, I'm going to go help my kid with his truck. It's an awesome 95 Ford F-150. I love this truck. It's like, you know, it's it just, to me, this, this thing is so cool. I just love that he has it. We've got a couple little repairs to do. And I put in the back of my mind while I work on that truck with him, uh, I think about these things as I can't teach him and show him what needs to be done. I, I'm thinking about those things. Um, for me, that's where I kind of use that flow state, so to say, where things, that's how I use flow state in that definition, right? Like to solve problems. I know what you're saying, how it's like your day's grooving, everything's going really, really well. One of the reasons for everybody listening and watching, so you might see me writing some stuff down. So I've got this big whiteboard. After our show wraps up, I'll take a photo of some of the big moments in case you missed it, in case you joined in uh, mid-show, or you got 10 minutes, you want to put some good good brain food in your mind, you can go to this minute and you can kind of see, hey, I want to hear what they had to say about flow state. I want to hear what they had to say about there is no competition. So I'll fill that out, write it on the whiteboard, put a picture on the post, uh, as we wrap up. But um, the reason that I really thought it would be great to have Wiley on the show with us as we kind of build out the initial launch of Big Ticket Life, and I touched on this in my masterclass on day one, and, and it was really a big chunk of what I shared on day one of my masterclass that I did two weeks ago. And that's a lot of business owners. I think they they treat obstacles, they treat problems, they treat feedback from their team that they may not like. Like they they treat it as though it's an indictment on themselves, as though it's it's a real problem, right? And and they got to kind of like butt heads and come back to it. Uh, I call that baggage, right? Like you're lugging around a big old suitcase that's hard and heavy to carry versus you could choose to handle things that are up to date, you know, really cool, multi-swivel, compartmentalized thing. And, you know, because your problems in life really never seem to go away. It's all how you handle them right? That's how I look at it. You talk a lot about negative emotions. Right. So why don't you dovetail onto what I shared about baggage and, and you talk about how you address negative emotions that come up in the day-to-day life of you know owning a business, running a business. Right. Here's the first thing I, I learned is you can't solve a problem when you're inside the problem. You'll just get deeper into the problem. That's why when you take a step back, get out of the box, that's when you're sitting on the back of a tailgate thinking about something else and all of a sudden the epiphany hits. Yeah, solving a problem inside of a problem just gets you deeper inside of that problem. So you have to get outside of the thinking that caused the problem so that you can then get that whatever learning that you need to do. Negative emotions, on the other hand, all they are is just the check engine light that pops on that says, you need to learn something here. It's nothing to do with anything other than getting a learning. And the cool thing about it is, is when we start to realize that all it is is a check engine light and I need to pause for a moment, you can actually get out of your negative emotion instantly. People want to say, well, I've had a bad day. When did you decide to have a bad day? What if it was just a bad five minutes? What if you decided, oh, I want this instead? See, there's four steps to get out of any negative emotion. The first step is you look up. I don't know a single person that's depressed that's looking up with their shoulders back. When they're walking down the street, the physiology shift 
When you're looking up, you cannot be in a negative state. It's a neurological disconnect. Second, you have to ask yourself while you're looking up, what do I need to learn from this, the learning of which will allow me to let it go? Because there's something to learn at the unconscious level that it wants you to protect you. So you go, okay, this is what I need to learn. You get the learnings. Third step is what do I want instead? See, and when we're focused on the negative, we're going to get more negative. When we're focused on the positive, we'll get more positive. Energy flows where focus goes. So if you decide, well, I want this instead, guess where all of your energy is going to start going? To the thing that you want. And then when you decide what you want, there's always an action step that pops up. Well, to do this, I need to do this. So take an action towards what you want. And then that creates that cycle of, okay, so I've learned what I need to learn, so I'm protected. I now I want to do feel this. Okay, to feel this, I just remember, oh, I was so happy at that time. Okay, so what if I went and worked on a truck? Or what if I went and did this project? What if I, yeah, just sat back and took a deep breath? Whatever it is that gets you to that state of wherever you are. See, you can feel happy. If people say, I wish I could have more happiness. Well, why don't you just remember a time when you felt absolutely and totally happy? Go back to that time. See, you saw, you heard and feel that happiness. It's there. You have happiness at any point, any moment. Look up and just go back and remember. Yeah, I love the uh, the look up thing. Um, I, I deal with a lot of physical issues from a motorcycle accident years ago. So often, multiple times throughout the day, you know, I'm kind of like physically remembering proper posture, physically remembering how to physically feel good, right? Because it's just what I have to do. I mean, you might even catch me at times, like right now I'm standing all on that right leg because that left side of the body is super sore. Uh, But, you know, I have to kind of reset. But I love the shoulders back, look up, feel good. I love it. I love it. It's it's a neurological disconnect. You cannot feel negative when you're looking up. It's just crazy the way our anatomy works it's like oh my goodness i can i can actually stop it midstream yeah a little life pro tip on the uh, shoulders and look up thing if you if you do the same thing put your shoulders back look forward chin up a little bit you take really great christmas photos and that's what i did all uh <laughs> all last week <laughs> there you go life hacks how to take a great christmas photo shoulders back head up right. yeah there we go right i mean it's just it all works right your smile actually gets better because you're actually like your muscles loosen it's really pretty remarkable. There's a little sleep posture tip that I tie in on uh, what I do in my retail business off of that as well. But uh, but at any rate, back to how you help. So are there a lot of... Do you, do you think there's a lot of business owners walking around that got this all figured out? Or do you deal with... Do you come across... Is, is it normal for people that seemingly on the surface are, are rocking and rolling? Is it normal for them to have these negative emotions, this problem with the positive mindset? All I have to say is two words, Robin Williams. Mm. We thought he had everything and all of a sudden... Oh, man. Yeah. Right? Literal literal goosebumps right now. Right. We're that. trained to hide all of that that's underneath. And the thing about it is, is it's not... It's okay to have an upset. It's okay to have an emotion because there's something to learn there. The problem is, is we've been trained to put duct tape over the check engine light and say, yeah, everything's fine. And we put duct tape over it again. Everything's fine. Yeah, everything's great. Sure. Happy, happy, happy. The problem is, is it's just like when you walk past a sink full of dishes, right? 
And you're like, I'll get to that later. Energy goes away because you thought about it. Then you walk past it again and it's more dishes there. It's like, oh, I'll get to that later. And then more dishes. And it's like, oh, hell, I'm not going to touch that. That's, there's too much there now. And that's where we get into the, wait a minute, what if there was a process where you could get all of it cleared out without going and deep diving into it, without content, you don't have to relive it, you don't have to tell anybody about it, and you can clear it all out so you could get a reset. Yeah, yeah, the dishes analogy is really great. But there's so much energy that's tied to it, it's like, oh man, I don't want to do that. Right. And, and we walk past it, it's a project that's unfinished, it's like, I'll get to that later. Yep. And, and a bit of energy goes away that could be spent if it gets resolved towards what we truly want to be the most powerful, to live the big ticket life, right? That's right. That's you can't right. live the big ticket life if all your energy is in your past. Yeah, 100%. 100% there. Yeah. I mean, I know for me, when I've got big projects that kind of are analogous to the pile of dishes, um, I know I can get in my own head and, and really make it out to be more than it is. You know, I got to put this slide deck, slide deck together. I got to get this content together. I've got to, you know, got to do this thing, uh, make this presentation. And, and, and invariably, every time when it's done, it's like, well, that wasn't so bad. Uh-huh. You, know, I, you know, I could almost just hit the easy button, right? Like, but it was the way that I viewed it. And what I've, easy. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, and what I've, what I've kind of discovered is for my, for myself, and maybe this, maybe this works for others, but, you know, when I put in that puttering around time and I just say, all right, at 10 o'clock, we're going to be down in the garage. We're going to start with this project. But from 8 to 10, I'm going to knock out the things that I absolutely know are integral, are going to be part of what I need to get done. That if I come back with the, you know, if the blockage goes away around the project or around the thing, um, that it's not going to change. So I'm not wasting energy, right? Like it's all still all positive movement, positive forward stuff. And when I do that, uh, for me, it really, uh, really helps move the day along. It helps move the project along to the to the goal. Um, yeah, I mean that's how that's how I try to handle it. Yeah, it's like Brian Tracy's "Eat That Frog," right? Right, exactly. Eat the frog. Do the thing that needs to be done first, and then watch the rest of your day just come into alignment. Make your bed first thing. Do those little things so you can get the wins, get the momentum flowing. And as you start getting that momentum flowing, then it becomes easier and easier and easier. And you're having a. have learned that if you have fun, I love the Mary Poppins reference of if you add a little bit of fun, snap jobs a game. And that's what happens is when you start enjoying the projects, then it's not that big, bad thing that's been standing in your way. It's like, oh, man, I've got this going and this going and this going, this is going to be awesome. And we're going to have a lot of fun. And it leads to, right, the, the easiness of it because we found a way to put it into perspective of, oh, you know what, I'm going to enjoy this. And when we can find that enjoyment in the aspect of it, it becomes a task that's not as daunting. Yep. Yeah, 100% agree with that. Let's take a step back. So Sinawava coaching. Give, a, give, a, give our listeners and watchers a little inspiration because I, like, I love where you live. I'm not going to, I'll let you share where you live and all that. I live in one of the most beautiful areas in the world. It's a little place in Southern Utah that's got six national parks within three hours. Yep. 
And I can drive down to California and get a beach in seven hours. So we're, I'm centrally located in an amazing place. Um, Sinuava Coaching, when I was developing this, I'm like, I wanted something unique. And Sinuava is actually Paiute for Coyote God, which works really well with Wiley. If you know right. the reference, fantastic. <laughs> if you don't, look it up because there's a cool coyote out there. Yeah, but shame on thing, you if you don't know the reference. <laughs> I mean, I don't buy Acme. Let's just say that. Right. But the thing about it is, is <laughs> when I developed, decided on the name, I had no idea that there was actually a hike in Zion National Park called the Temple of Sinawaba. I didn't know that. And then as I'm looking up, tagging in, it's like, oh my goodness. There is an actual hike in Zion, which is less than an hour away from my house. So it brought that authenticness, that connection to back to where it was. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be. It's so fun. And I love on this site, yeah, Richard Bandler said, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. That's the cool thing is, is we get to decide how our memories are. We get to decide how and learn from all that past. I, I do this thing called the negative emotion clue where we get rid of all past anger, sadness, fear, hurt, and guilt. It's less than two hours. And it's just amazing that it's all about the result. Right, right. So uh, at, at Zion, because I, I thought this was very cool, um, there, there is a natural, uh, natural amphitheater. And I think that's kind of appropriate to what you do, right? Like that natural amplification of happiness I think is what you're is what you're trying to bring forward to people. Mm-hmm. That natural amplification of sound and experience is what nature brought us, which is very cool too. So I, I think it's very cool. I hope everybody listening it's amazing. thinks it's very cool. Um, so let me ask you this: So can people who would otherwise view themselves as happy people? They've got that childhood that was great. Uh, things seem to be going right. They're in that authentic mode. They're in that flow state. Can they benefit from, how do they benefit from focus on proper mindset, proper mindset exercise? I don't know anyone who is absolutely happy 100% of the time. There's always challenges. There's always a little bit of upset. That's how we grow. Right. And it's identifying that and it's saying, you know what, let's get out of this quicker because from what I've realized, those of us that are the happiest, when the negative hits, it hits hard because it's out of the norm and it's like a, a, a gut punch, right? So what if we could actually feel that joy, get back to the happiness a lot faster? Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's like those who are in the trenches know that, okay, I, I, I survived this. I've done this. The happier people, it's like, wait a minute, what is this? I don't know. It's like the bubble boy experience where they don't know. As parents, we want to protect our kids from that instead of, and we enable them and we take away all of their learnings and their challenges. And it's like, wait a minute, what if I allowed them to experience? What if I allowed them to eat mud? What if I allowed them to get the learnings from that in a environment that I'm here to help, but I can't show you everything. It's like, Taking you going in and helping your boy and just saying, I got this and just doing it all for him. Right. Instead of letting him learn. It's like, wait a minute. We need the trials. We need that experience so that we can grow. Yeah. Oh, we're, we're, we're fixing to bust some knuckles 
today and tomorrow. <laughs> right? <laughs> That's for sure. Because we've got some suspension stuff and tight spaces uh, to do. And, you know, it's funny you say it like, you know, let your child eat the mud. Because that's one where people need to, I think, now more than ever, uh, understand that. And maybe they got to go back and eat a little bit of mud in their own life. Um, but yeah, for my son's, for my son's vehicle, you know, his first truck, we got we got messed around with bad. It it, it uh, needed a motor, and we bought a motor and we took it to a garage. And the garage decided just one day, mid replacement, we're going to close. It's done. We're over. Come pick your truck up <laughs> and pay us the bill, by the way. Like, so it was that kind of like gall and idiocy that we had to deal with. But, you know, what we didn't go do is just go buy something brand spanking new after that, right? Which a lot of people I think would have had, you know, if it was in their, in their bank account to do so. And we could have done that, but it wasn't what I felt made sense. I don't think. I don't think there's anything to strive through as a as a young adult, as a teenager, when a you know fifteen thousand, twenty thousand dollar pre-owned or brand new starter car is dropped in your lap. I don't feel there's any. I don't think there's anywhere to learn from that. I think there's a little bit of uh, experience and positive life experience that can come from those things. Not to say you should, your child should drive a no, no cool stories thing. come from really. Cool cars. It's the beater right. cars, the ones that it's like, and it died going crossing that busy highway, and people were honking at me. It's, oh, and I feared for my life. It's like, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't get that same kind of dopamine push from, uh, you know, from uh, a little four. Can make it up this hill. I don't know. Yeah. Right. 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 So, I mean, I think, I think that's uh, important in life for people to learn and for people to experience. Uh, again, not that it has to be negative, not that it has to be this terrible occurrence and people are harmed, but I think I think having something that does push you and does make you think ahead uh, is is powerful, uh, especially at that younger age. I, I believe the most powerful people I've seen are the ones who have had the things to overcome the struggle earlier in life because they've got the tools to know I can get through anything. I went through this. I got this. Yep. yep. I mean, if you look at some of the stories of the, the most powerful people, there's always a instigation, a, a, a turning point. It's like that hero's journey where they mm -hmm. had to do something. And it's cool. I want to give a little hack since we talked about uh, parenting a little bit here. And it's one that I, learned after the fact and it's the word that we use on but because a lot of us use the word but as parents and we, we we'd say i love you so much but i have to go to work and we don't realize that but is really an eraser so if you want to do it the right way use but in a positive manner meaning you put everything you want remembered on the right side of the but think about it if I said, I have to go to work, I have to do all this stuff, but I love you, what's remembered? I love you. I love you. Yeah. Yet we want to tell them I love you so much that we put it first, but it gets deleted when we say but and then we add that. I like that. Yeah, put it on the right side of the word. Everything you want remembered on the right side of the but. Which actually kind of correlates into another way that I've heard uh, the use of the word but uh, explained and related as 
it's an acronym for behold the ultimate truth, right? So if you put everything positive on the right side of the word and it's behold the ultimate truth, I'm going to work. The ultimate truth is I love you and I'm going to work because I can provide for you because I do love you, right? Like that's kind of neat, I think. The second thing is, is remember to tell them what you want. I, th- I, I remember growing up, don't go into the street. Don't run into the street. It's like, why? I wasn't even thinking about running the street. Now I am. <laughs> Street's right there. I'm going to go do it. Right. So tell people and, the, and those around you what you want. Stay by me where it's safe. Yep. That's very good. We don't need, because every, everyone, when we tell someone don't, the unconscious mind does not process the don't. It tries on whatever it is that we say. So when, when we're telling our unconscious minds, I want, I don't want these bills. I don't want this negative. I don't want this. Guess what we're manifesting? All that don't want. Instead, phrase it the way you want it. I want to be totally successful. I want to live the big ticket life. I want the easy button access. I want this. That way it gives direction towards where you're going. Yeah. Well, and that dovetails right into like living an abundance lifestyle, right? Like when you talk about people that are afraid of bills, that are afraid of expenses, they're not thinking abundantly at all. Not in my opinion. I mean, oh, they're thinking about abundant problems. <laughs> okay. They are abundantly yeah, right. thinking, but it's not the same concept that we're thinking. Right, right. Yeah. I mean, to me, if you've got more bills, you go make more money. Right. And now that doesn't mean you're reckless. You know, you, you know. just provide more value. Right. The exactly. more value you provide, the more value comes back to you. It's the law of the harvest. Go out and help people. Yep. yep. My favorite is Zig Ziglar's is to get what you want, help enough people get what they want. Mm-hmm. That's the secret. Yeah. And it's just sharing that value and, and being your authentic self and just getting out there and saying, this is how I can help you. Yep. Give it away at the start. Just help. Yep. Because the law of the universe will come back to you and you won't know how to, it does. I've had it come in the strangest ways. And I'm just like, how in the world did that work? Okay. <laughs> Thank you, universe. Yep. The biggest thing that I've also learned is to receive graciously. I have a hard time with this one. Let's dig into this. Most people do. And that's the thing is, this, well, how would you feel if you offered and someone refused you? Mm. And it's like, wait a minute. It's a circle, right? The more I accept, the more people will accept me. And the more I accept, the more people will accept me. And the energy flows. If I say, no, I refuse it, we damn the flow of energy. Yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been focused on this as of late. I, honestly, my, my typical response is a little bit of self-deprecation. You know, um, but uh, I've been focused on... <laughs> I love the concept of receive graciously. I can't say that I was focused on it in my mind in that way, but I love the fact that we've had the conversation today because that's very clear to me. Thank you is a powerful word. Yeah. That's all you have to say. Thank you. Exactly. Yeah, it really is that simple. Hit, hit it again, right? That was easy, right? Thank you. That was easy. Right. It, it, it really is. And yeah. the thing about it is, is when someone offers, accept. And whether you need it or not, just accept because it's them wanting to put value out into the universe. It's like, oh, thank you. Yep. Someone offers to pay you for stuff. Thank you. Instead of no, 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 no. It's like it, it creates, it takes away the win-win aspect. 
And if we decide that it's everything has to be a win-win, we just say thank you. Yep. And it's okay. Whether whether they can afford it or not, if they were offering it, just graciously accept. And that's okay. You, I can't decide what anyone else is doing. And I've learned that the more I just say thank you and that, it creates more opportunities for me to then give. Because the universe is like, oh, you're sharing? Cool. Yeah, yeah. Let's make that flow fast. So on that note, so so you accept something from somebody that you maybe you know otherwise or not is struggling but you're going to you're going to choose this mantra choose this make this decision to receive gracefully all the, or graciously all the time so then to me if i'm receiving graciously even though i know it might be a burden but that person wants to do it so thank you to me i'm going to go work harder to bring that value back around to them. I'm going to find somebody to refer to them. I'm going to, you know, if there's something I can do directly, it's going to be done, right? Like that's how I see that going. Here's the biggest thing is when they're giving, when it's the struggle, they're opening up to the abundance mindset. And if I turn them away, yep, I'm harming their opportunity to live abundantly. Yep. Because I'm saying, no, you can't do this. I'm putting my beliefs that, no, you can't afford this on them. When they're saying, I'm putting this out to the universe. I'm trusting life. I'm doing this so that I can receive the most powerful blessings out there, giving to my last little bit, sharing that value. Yep. I mean, think about it. We, I joined an organization called Apex, and I gave the last little bit I had. I direct couldn't afford it, but I could not afford it. Right. Right. I could not afford to be there. And then when you go in on, and when you go all in on yourself and you do that last thing, then you've burned the boats. And now it's this, I have to go do this. Yep. And then it creates that movement and power. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, by the way, I caught burn the boats. I love that. Love <laughs> that mindset. It's actually, I have long thought of finalizing some tattoo work that's up here. But burn the ships will be eventually will be a sleeve along here. You want to know one of the most damaging words out there is, is hope. When I say I hope I'll get this, because it takes away part of your energy. It gives you two focuses. So when you hope, you think about the positive aspect, but you're also thinking about the negative aspect. When you say, come hell or high water, I'm burning the boats. I'm not hoping it's going to be done. There's only one way for the energy to flow. Now, hope is good in some aspects, but when it comes to making a decision for the benefit of your family and for your life, you can't hope. You have to take the action knowing full well that you're going to follow it through to the end. Yeah. Yeah. Amen to that for sure. I mean, it's, uh, I've had moments in my past career. Uh, there was a time in 2003, we, I was a manufacturer's rep. I had a big organization that I was responsible for, uh, nationwide team of reps. Thanksgiving day in the U S I get a call from Canada, the major factory we represented. Uh, Hey, we're out of business. Uh, security, from the bank has locked us out. We're done. And we were, our jaw was exposed to the tune of 70, 80 grand. 
I went and stocked shelves at the grocery store, third shift, to keep it keep it together. The very next year, we rebounded. You know, in a matter of 60, 70 days, it was rebounded because it was like, I'm not hoping, I'm not hoping somebody comes in to buy this company. I knew it was gone based on what I learned in subsequent days. It was like, all right, I'll tell you what, man, driving, driving past the development you want to move into uh, to go stock grocery store shelves, third shift, while you then have to get back up in the morning and rebuild what was taken away. That is, there's no hope in that. That's determination. And that's the kind of thing that we're talking about here that people need that's to how you commit to. Take ticket life. You yeah. Know what you want and you're going to go for it and you're grabbing that restaurant. You're just going to do the effort. That's right. You know, you touched on uh, our Apex networking mastermind. Family of choice. That's family of choice. Yeah. You know, and you touched on Zig, Ziegler, a couple other greats, Tony Robbins and Brian Tracy. Brian Tracy, eat the frog. I think, and this might be bold, but I think we're, we're, we are in our family of choice. I believe we are living amongst some new legends. Sammyisms are... Last week's guest, Sammy Knight being one of them, 100%. I firmly believe that. Um, so if you're listening, if you're watching this, you know, we're, I don't get paid to plug Apex. I think there's an opportunity for that. Chris Whitehead, Ryan Stuman, Tom Keenan. There are so many amazing people in there. And the thing about it is, is when you invest in yourself and surround yourself with people who are living the life that you want, that's activating the easy button. Why? Because you get to be around those people and you get to skip all their trials, all their things. If someone came up to you and said, hey, I had this thing that happened or this company went out, you'd be like, I've got your solution. You do this, 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 and this. You can help them skip over a lot of that. And it's getting that result quicker. And why, why do I have to go through all the struggles when I've got mentors and coaches and people there who have been through it? And it's like, no, you just do this. You pivot here. You slay here. Jessica Denner, you, you, do, you, you crush the day before it crushes you. I mean, there are so many powerful insightful people inside of that organization that it's like, well, why would I not pay to be around winners so that I can then win more? Exactly. And, you know, listen, I mean, you know, investing in yourself is always an investment. You know, you can, you can check, but you can write it off, right? You can write it off. It is end of year. So check your P and L's. I know that's a lot, a lot going around right now. <laughs> get, um, sign up, get lots of coaching now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm right. I'm writing some checks this week myself, but that's all been prepared. Uh, that's been, that's been known. Um, but it, you know, look, I mean, I, I try not to position myself in front of people who can't invest in themselves, but if you're at that moment in life right now, where it is a difficulty, We've touched on giving in the circle of influence and the circle of how life works and abundance. And you, there's no reason you can't go out on social media and connect to, what, the six to eight amazing people we've name dropped? Go, go connect to them and then be, be a giver. Share their words. Share their posts. And, and that is one way you can get connected. I would fully advocate, though, that you do burn the ship. And you jump in all, all in on yourself and make an investment somewhere. Here's the thing. If you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always got. And if you don't yep. believe that you can invest in yourself, yep. stop it. 
find a way to invest in yourself, even if it's spending two hours a day watching YouTube videos on how to better yourself. Start educating yourself. Start moonlighting on doing other things. Find a side hustle, whatever it is. There are places out there where they show you how to flip garage sales on eBay. There's a way to invest in yourself. If you've decided that you're going to do it, yep. the universe will find a way. It's like when you buy your first car. You research it, you research it, you research it, and nobody has the car. The minute you drive it off the lot, it's everywhere. What the hell? Put out there. That's what you want. I've got on my phone right now. I don't know that you'll be able to see this. Success is the hard work. The success you want is the hard work you're avoiding. You know, there's with this in your hand, there's no reason to have that life that you've always had. There's no reason at all. As Wiley, you just shared it. I mean, go spend that time not on Netflix. Go spend it on YouTube learning something. I mean, what we're doing right here, every moment of the day. Podcasts. Yeah. Podcasts are fantastic. I mean, when you're in the car, if you're driving to appointments that aren't yielding the results you want, if you're driving to a job you don't like, turn the radio off. What do you want instead? Put the podcasts on. And put good stuff into your brain and get focused on changing your life. That's what I did two decades ago. And start donating time to causes that are important to you. Like, yep. I love, great. I have two that I'm working on. One great is transition, adaptive. my friend. Right? Well, the thing about it is, is Adaptive Ops is a group that rescues kids from sex trafficking. And like 100% of all donations that they get, goes to rescuing kids. They were at a point where they didn't have enough money, so they raffled off their search vehicle so that they could help more people. That's how dedicated they are to that. They take $4,000 for their house, that's it, and then the rest of it goes to kids. He's got to be able to live, but he doesn't want to... He's one of those that I can't. he can't spend time promoting it. He's not a promoter. He is a doer. The more time he's promoting that is less time helping kids and others who are stuck. And it is an amazing organization that I 100% support. They don't talk about the arrests because arrests mean nothing in the sex trafficking because there was a group that got 800 arrests, only one conviction. So he talks about the kids they rescue. He focuses on the things that are important, the ones that they get out of the system. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's the real win. Uh, I know locally for us, Adaptive Ops is is one charity that you're very focused on. I know you give back 10% of what you generate to them. In, in coaching, my, my thing is, is help yourself save a child. Yeah. And then that's only 10% of the cash then. And I also have a scholarship program that any of those that are rescued get access to me. Ah, wonderful. So that's a, besides that. I, I Yep. If they ever reach out, they haven't yet, but if they ever do, it's, it's on me yeah. because no child deserves to live with that. And I have some processes that can help clear past stuff without content so they don't have to relive it. Like I said, Richard Bandler, it's never too late to have a happy childhood. Yeah, yeah. And my goal is to get them the learning so they can stay protected. Yeah. The second program that I'm working with and I'm still uh, in the process of developing is by the end of this next year, I'll have a 501c3 to help. Uh, homeless get out of their mindset of homelessness because it's a 
belief structure, right? Of I can't, they've lost the will, they've whatever it is. And the goal is to get them out of that belief structure. Mr. Robert Nelson has tasked me with <laughs> finding a way to help them get out of that mindset. And I'm like, this is cool. I'm in. So I've got some, some basic frameworks. So by the end of this uh, 2022, my goal is to have that 501c3 up and running so that we can really make a difference, make a dent, and create a way, a pathway out of that belief structure so that they can then start taking actions. Because even if they don't have a home, a lot of them have cell phones and they have a way to do that. They've just lost the confidence in themselves to do that. So if we can get them their confidence back, I know that they'll succeed. Yeah, there's, there's no doubt in my mind. We are actually, you and I are very aligned in uh, in some of the givebacks that we do. Uh, and, and back to Adaptive Ops, I mean, if you're listening to this, if you're watching this today, when we recorded it, listening to it in the future, um, if you think that sex trafficking isn't in your backyard, you, <laughs> you would be, yeah, <laughs> right? I mean, you are mistaken. Like, I, where, where I do business is Amish country, Pennsylvania. And on Lincoln Highway, which is like the tourist zone of all things Amish country, uh, a charity that we support got their start because I, I forget the exact story, but they basically worked, the two ladies that started it at North Star Initiative, they worked to take down this massage parlor that was human trafficking and sex trafficking, young women, teenagers, uh, and, and keeping them in that life. And this is like in the heart of Amish country where you sign up for your horse and buggy ride, where you get a shoe fly pie and you eat an Amish food buffet massage parlor. And it's there. It, it's, it's like in every town, unfortunately. Here's one thing I learned on this that blew my mind is when there's a natural disaster coming, that's when the predators come out, that they've been priming their targets and they get them to leave wow. during those things. And that when people aren't answering their phones, they're like, oh, it's just because they're here. And we think about it. Know where your family mm. is when a disaster is coming. You have fail safes. You show up because if you don't know where your kids are, they do. Wow. If you don't know where they are. That's when they come out. Because they know everyone is going to think, oh, they're over at a friend's house and not following up. Right. And then they get them into the lifestyle. Uh, at, at least at least what I've come to and learn it's is... Difficult. Right. And it, it's, it's difficult to get them out. And just be aware of where they are, especially before natural disasters that are announced. If you know the hurricane's coming, make sure your kids are over with you, not at a friend's, with you. And, and be very, very vigilant on that. I had no idea. And he's like, yeah, I'm going down to Louisiana because there's a hurricane coming. And he got down there for one and there ended up being 11 that he ended up having to find. That's incredible. And it's like, I, I don't even, my mind didn't even think that way. And it's like, and with all of the mask mandates now, it makes it easier to hide the kids. It's like. Yeah, I mean, nobody, nobody would think anything of. Elizabeth Smart, that story. Yeah. She was in plain sight, but she wore a mask and nobody knew. Hmm. And it's just be aware of what's going on. And yep. like G.I. Joe says, knowledge is half the battle. When you know what 
to start doing and taking precautions, have all of those safe words, have all of that things, know the communication your kids are doing and have that relationship with them to know that they're, it's safe to talk to you about whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, for sure. So uh, love what you're doing. <laughs> Love how you're helping because I think that's, you know, living a big ticket life, as I like to say, is not, and it's in my intro, it's, it's about your success and the success of everybody around you. So it's not just about uh, you, it's about how you give back, where you're focused on that give back. And that can be on anything. Uh, I think it's a big importance. I love what you're doing. It's right in the vein of the things that I support as well. It's just so much fun helping people. It really is. I mean, you know, we, we, um, in our retail business, we donated a whole bunch of mattresses because uh, I know the power of sleep. Uh, I know the power of good sleep. I know what it can do for your body. I firmly believe a great a great bed saved my life with all the aches and pains and issues that I've got because I was you know popping pain meds under doctor orders for for years and it was not good. Um, but uh, I know the power of it. So we you know we help a charity called Off the Streets that gets people who. You know, they are able to sustain paying rent. They're able to sustain a mortgage. It's just that initial injection is really difficult. Uh, so, and, and like for me, I love that because I don't, I, I always look to give a hand up to people um, and then have them lift it up and, and they move themselves hey, along. Forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, like charities like Off the Streets, which you could look in your neighborhood if you're listening to this. Uh, there are, it's faith-based driven charity. There's set up by uh, chaplains all across the nation. So it's likely you have one in your backyard or close to you. If you're down with helping that kind of a charity, if you're down with helping adaptive ops, we've had it on the screen. Um, you can check Just them help. out. That's all it is. Yep. When, if, if you've ever read the book, richest man in Babylon, one of his things is 10% to charity before anything else. Yep. And then pay yourself first too. Yep. Just help. That's all. Yeah, absolutely. And as, as a gift, if it's okay, I'd like to give a gift back. One of these things that I do is help people get rid of the power of the negative voice. I was just going to say, how do we, how do people connect with you on that? Well, this one I'm going to do right here because it only takes 30 seconds. <laughs> all right. But if you want deeper, like if you want to clear out all your past negative baggage and all that, that's, that's, that's more my speed of one-to-one. Of -one. But right now, it's, our negative voice is always sounds the same and it's always a lie. It's never benefited us, never helped us. And the thing about it is, is the only reason why it has power is we don't realize that we control what it sounds like. Here's the fun thing. What if your negative voice that you hear started sounding like Mickey Mouse? And Mickey Mouse starts telling you you're an imposter, that you're less than, that you're whatever. Can you take it seriously? Right. Right? Right. Now you, you can't. Yeah, you laugh. Right. And here's the fun thing is now that you know that you can change what it sounds like, you can change it to whatever you want. You can make keep it like Mickey Mouse. You can make it sound like a politician that you know is lying the minute they open their mouths. Whatever it is, you can make it sound whatever you want. You get to take back the power. You're no longer its, bitch. It's yours. You get to control what it sounds like. I like to do the little imagery of putting it in a soundproof room, putting Gandalf at the door, because, you know, when Gandalf's there, it can't get out because you shall not pass. 
and then flooding the room with helium. And as the room fills and fills with helium, the higher pitch, higher pitch, higher pitch, you've got this big, massive voice that sounds like a child. And it's like, <laughs> whatever. That's great. Yeah, it's That's just great. little hacks like that, but it's like, okay. That was easy. There it is. Right? There we go. <laughs> You, you don't know what you don't know until you know it. Yep. And that's the cool part is once you start realizing that there's different tools, different hacks, getting out of a negative state, look up. Take a deep breath. Yep. When you want to, let's be honest, anxiety is you focusing on the negative portion of the event. What if, what if it went right? If you're going to ask the what ifs, what if it was a fairy tale ending? What if you got everything that you wanted? What if you were like Elon Musk and everything just worked exactly the way you wanted it to go because you have a hundred year plan to colonize Mars? Why would you focus on all the negatives? The negatives will show up. You don't have to focus on them. When you're riding your bike on a path and you see a rock in the path, if you stare at the rock, you're going to hit the damn rock. If you're going to focus on a problem, guess what? You're going to manifest more problems. My favorite movie growing up, and this will date me a little bit, but I don't care, is Pollyanna. And she gave an amazing quote that from her father, and it's, if you look for the bad, you'll find it. If you look for the good, you'll find it. The question is, what are you looking for? What do you want? Do you want to stay in the misery, the struggle, the upset? Or do you want something that guides you to where you're living your life most fulfilled. You're living the big ticket life. You're living your most authentic self. You're rocking and rolling and you're having that. And when a challenge pops up, you know, you know what? I got this. I'm resourceful. I've got friends. I know people like Jeff. I know people like Wyatt. I can reach out. I have a family of choice that I can reach out to by joining groups like Apex, where you can put your stuff out there like, oh, I got this. Yeah, I've been through that. Here, this is the, this is the, the shortcut. This is how you get out of that problem. This is how you do this. Man, I had a struggle. Here's what we don't do in a society. We post all our problems. How many post our wins? Even the littlest wins. What if today I said, you know what? I got out of bed today. It's an amazing day. What if I posted real, real wins? Not the, I take a picture in front of a Lamborghini that's not yours. Not a fake life, just a real win. I got the dishes done today, and I feel incredible. If we started sharing wins like that across the social media platforms, what kind of a difference would we make in our lives? And other people would be like, wait, you feel that happy over doing dishes? Damn, I'm going to go do some dishes. I feel happy too. Yes! It's like walking down the street and smiling at someone and having them smile back, and it's like, you just changed their day. Congratulations. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, the the one nice benefit of being invested in yourself, invested in a group like Wiley and R with Apex is we you know we literally break the matrix. Uh, our social media feeds because of who we're connected to and how we are all legitimately winning. Uh, it's really amazing. It's to me one of the biggest perks of being a part of a great network, as we say family of choice. It really is pretty incredible. So um, I think that's a great way to wrap our time up. Um, Wiley, if people want to work with you, they want to reach out to you, deal with some of these negative emotions, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Best way is send me a DM on Facebook okay. right now because I, 
I'm still growing and I've got enough there. Um, and if you also go to cinoava.com, donate to Adaptive Ops. But yeah, um, and I've got some other, I'm, I'm still working on my website, themindninja.com. I'll have uh, that up and operational again. I am not a tech guy. So I have people that are working on that. <laughs> I'm really good at coaching. I'm really good at getting people out of their stuff. I know my lane. Yep. I know where I am very successful. And that's one-to-one or in group stuff. Um, I'm going to have a book out by the end of January. It'll be 52 Mind Hacks with the Mind Ninja. I'm just doing the final edits now. Cool. Where, Congratulations. And then I'm gonna be, yeah, I'll be doing a, a, a group on that where we'll deep dive on each of the chapters because there's 52 chapters in there. Very good. Well, it'll be a lot of fun. Well, do yourself a favor. You've watched the episode. You've listened to the episode. Connect with Wiley on Facebook. Uh, yeah, join my join my group. Yeah, yep, I, we've had I that up on the screen me. too, and in the notes for this post. Please do yourself a favor and connect with him. Get yourself right. Get yourself being authentic. Um, and and really, yeah. Eat the eat the tomahawk. Just live. Like That's right. <laughs> I love that picture. Love that picture, man. <laughs> All right. Well, Wiley, it's been a pleasure. Really appreciate your time today. Thank you for spending time with us and with listeners. Um, Everybody, we will uh, see you next week. Got an amazing first guest for the first week of the uh, new year. Wiley, have a great New Year's Eve and we'll see you next week. Have a fantastic new year, everyone. And remember, tomorrow, today is where you start. Tomorrow, tomorrow never comes. Very good. We'll see you next time.